Welcome to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there. So we're coming off a victory. Uh, we just beat the Giants. Uh, not convincingly, but we beat them. Final score was 19, 19, 19 to 15. So, you know, some positives there. But uh, I, I have a lot more negatives that I want to get into, and I... I know we, we keep going through the, the negative way, but uh, I want to start positive af- like to start this off, and then uh, I will build into the negative. We're also live right now, too. So do we have one? Oh, actually, yeah. Sorry. We're live on calls, and we also have voice message, so let's try to stay positive, and let's hear from Curtis. Hey guys, it's Curtis. Hey, just wanted to call and uh, give you guys my things that's been on my mind ever since the the game I went to here last Sunday. So again, sitting midfield had a great view of the bench, and we were watching the sideline, and it was obvious to me and uh, the couple from Chicago I was sitting next to that there was something wrong with Mitch. We were watching Chase start warming up, you know. We were watching this whole thing develop on the sideline, it really got me thinking about coaching, uh, which is, again, not where you thought I was going with that. But anyway, um, so Chuck Pagano coaches from the sideline, calls plays on the defense from the sideline. Matt Nagy calls plays from the sideline. Vic Fangio sat in the upstairs and got that all-22 view. And I'll tell you what. We were watching from, you know, from our elevated position, and I, I felt like you do when you're calling plays, you know, before it happens. Like, it, it seemed so obvious what was about to happen before it happened. And um, you hear Nagy always talking about how, you know, they asked about a certain play, and he's all oh, I couldn't see that I was blocked. And I'm like, well, how are you supposed to make adjustments if you can't see how the plays are working? Um, that has always that's been bothering me for weeks. Um, and then, you know, we're obviously noticing some sort of regression from the defense. And I think, obviously, the players, you know, that, that's, been, that's been kind of like your baseline, you're your, uh, your giving, that's stayed stable. And I'm sure Pagano is a good coach, but he's not able to see everything, so he can't make those adjustments. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, what your guys' thoughts, and long way to get to my question here, uh, what your thoughts are on the idea of, losing a, that certain perspective by, be, by trying to coach and call plays in the field instead of up in the box. But um, I'm seeing it on the defense, and I'm hearing it from Nagy. So I just wanted to see what you guys' thoughts were like on that. And if you guys are on this weekend again, I'll, you know, if I can, I'll try to call in again. I'm not sure what we're uh, doing this weekend as a family. But anyway, guys, thanks again for having me on last week. You guys played the whole episode, and – I think I was kind of walking around. That might have been why it was getting all glitchy. But anyway, guys, you know, keep doing what you do. Uh, take it easy and bear down. All right. That was Curtis again. That was an awesome call. Awesome message, man. We will not cut you off. We won't keep your uh, – you're going to get the full call. It doesn't matter how long you go on for. That's what this platform's for. It's not just our voices. It's your voices, too. So uh, – Let's answer that question. You want to go? I, I, I loved his question. I tell you what, I think he's on to something because 
I really respected that Vic was up there in the skybox looking things over. I thought it gave him a really good way to make adjustments on the fly because he could see the whole field both offensively and defensively. And that just isn't happening with the the current coaches. And just to clarify too, Curtis, as he lives in California, so we are referring to uh, the LA game, the Sunday night game. That's correct. That's that's the one he went to. Uh, Listen, I agree completely on the defensive perspective that they should be up in the box. I don't think as a head coach you can. I mean, that'd be the only time I've ever seen that is for injury. Um, and the only reason I say that I would, I agree with Pagano. I think but Pagano should definitely be up there to see what they're doing schematically and looking down on the field. That's really, really hard for a head coach to do. But what, he, what offensive coordinator have you seen that's in the booth? Cause Andy Reed's down on the field. Belichick and Josh Daniels are down on the field. Like you can go through a whole line of lists, so I, I I get the defense. I don't know, and I know Curtis and left this message a little while ago, and we're just now addressing it. It's been a hectic week. It's going to get even more hectic. Um, so I don't know. I I just I I have so many. So many, I I actually hope Curtis calls in again. I have so many questions about that whole incident with the hip pointer that took place on the sideline. Um, so I, I kind of think it's coaching. I, I think we're, we're in shambles and, uh, but you know, hope that kind of answers your question, Curtis. Again, sorry. I'm, I I can't be more clear other than I just agree with you. Chuck should probably be up in the box and try to do something different, but at the same time, Defense still isn't struggling as bad, although we'll talk about it. But it was what fourth and sixteen, and we let it, the Giants score a TD on us yep. with Golden Tate. So, but we're gonna try and keep it positive. Uh, back, let's go back to the Giants game. Uh, Mac back on track. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was good to see. It's amazing, when, like when he doesn't get double teamed the whole time, and other people like Floyd, where he's getting penetration, that often helps too. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not all him. I'm not being hard on him at all, and I won't be because the dude's a stud, and he's out there giving 110% every time. Uh, Any more positives you can think of before? Again, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. It it feels like there's a weird uh, like theme and a vibe that every time we win... It's not it doesn't feel like a good win. Like like there's just something that's getting taken out of the air where I'm still down. And I, are you feeling like that? I, I'm feeling exactly like that and and the best way I can describe it for myself is it's kind of like we got the win, but I don't have a lot of hope attached to the win. And I don't know why. Other than, you know, the season does feel like it's kind of a lost season for me. Um, I really don't see any way mathematically at this point in time that we could be competitive. Um, So maybe that's it for me. I've just kind of um, felt like, okay, we got the win. That's good. I'm a Bear fan. I love it when we win. And 
Did Sorry. these winds really mean anything? Sounds like we're in a damn wind tunnel. Hold on. My my heat kicked on, and I have it down. It's it's kind of cold and chilly up here, so that won't be throughout the whole episode. Sorry to cut you off. I tried to jump up and turn it down real quick, but I didn't get to it in time. So, uh, hey, the good news is I was right about one thing. What's I told that? You, I told you that Packers defense fraud. Oh, fraud. Yeah. It, it did feel good to know now that the Packers have gone to the West Coast and got smoked. Two times. Two times. Um, the reason I bring this up is because we will get into the Packers later. I have some theories. I have some thoughts. I have some opinions. So um, anything else positive out there that you saw? I mean, I thought our defense played good. We, we fouled up on literally one play. So, I, I think what's what's extremely positive is the miraculous healing power of our quarterback is just well, amazingly well, positive. Okay. So you have to like we're trying to stay positive, man. You're already getting off of the. Uh, all right, all right. So, so is there anything else? I uh, yeah, don't I'm kind of with you. Let's so. get this ball rolling. Then. All right. <clears throat> Uh, the quarterback, what the fuck, man? What happened? I'm sorry to I mean, I, I, when he came out and they said hip pointer and everything, are you kidding me? Hip pointer? It takes three weeks to recover from a hip pointer, and I felt like he was perfectly fine. And then I felt like on that one play when he took a hit, he got up limping for the first time we've ever seen him limp. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm thinking in my head, did he just fake a limp? Because he never limped again. Yeah. And I want to talk about this. Then, if your quarterback has a hip pointer, they called a design run at the goal line, line. for him to run in. I am beyond baffled by this team. He also had more rushing yards in the game, in this game, than any other game in the entire season. Yeah. I, and he's coming off of this hip pointer? Yeah. I, he got pulled, man. That was a fake. That was a fluke. He got pulled. That's exactly what it was. At first, I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But everything you see kind of says, this doesn't add up. Okay, and another thing I, I, I want to get on to is he did not have a good game. He had a very average. We beat the Giants by five points at home. We should have annihilated them. Okay, and I have, I am having problems. I, I know I said, hey, you know, Mitch is what Mitch is. That's who we have. Mitch said some stuff that annoyed me. Nagy really said some stuff that annoyed me. Uh, the halftime report. What the hell was that, man? With the, if anyone was watching, if you weren't like going to go grab beers and slam some beers or get something to eat or, you know, go to the bathroom or whatnot, and you missed it, what happened is the halftime report, they said that, well, talk to Coach Nagy and he's just frustrated with everything that's going on and says, same old offense, not getting anything going. But you know what? Mitch has been playing really good. Oh my God, no. No, Mitch was Mitch is the biggest part of the problem. Mitch, 
we have gotten to the point now where the commentators and our own coaching staff, everyone is diverting away from Mitch and blaming everyone else. This is not a good look. No, it's not. And and what was really bothersome is they kept apologizing, being the commentators. No, Chris Spielman oh, was well, the Chris most was, annoying. Oh, yeah. Man, over and over again, he would be making excuses for Mitch. And come on, the guy is just playing bad. He can't see the field. Hey, I wait. Can, can we talk about the bomb? Yeah, yeah. Go for you it. You and me at the same time, and our, my brother-in-law was over. Your son-in-law was sitting there who and you know he's not a big football fan but he's watched a couple of games with us okay when mitch wound up to throw all of us at the exact, exact same, same time said <laughs> oh, oh no. no and he got picked off he he threw the ball 15 yards shallow it was in, it was incredible the part that Tyler's not saying is that um, my daughter, who never watches football, came in, sat in on the couch, and basically, after watching Mitch Trubisky for less than five minutes, kind of made a comment like, he, you know, he really can't um, throw the ball very well, can he? Well, she said that twice now. She, yeah. And she won't watch the games. Yeah. yeah. Because she she's like, it's the same... Growing up for her, it's been the same as me. We've never had a quarterback. She's kind of a more of a fair weather fan. She'll miss games, whatever. But it's bad when fair weather fans are being introduced and they're still saying, I don't want to watch this. This is bad. Why is he missing these throws? You know? And, but again, I will step back a little bit because I did say Mitch is Mitch and that's what it's going to be. Do you have anything to add? No, I, I think he was very um, Mitch-like in that he made some incredibly bad decisions throwing into triple coverage in the red zone at least two different times. See, into the interception into in the red zone. Oh, what was it, he? What? What? He didn't even see Ogletree. He did not. He, he. It was as if Ogletree wasn't even there, and he threw it up, and it basically threw it up for grabs. Now, and, and then there, then well, here's the thing that's so puzzling about Mitch, but we're so used to it by now, is he th throws the most cruddiest throws into the ground over someone's head, throws the interception, and then all of a sudden is able to throw some beautiful, beautiful passes. And you just sit there and you're like, "No, I who, have a, well, who, who are you? No, but I, I have a problem with that. I have a problem not with the passes, not with Mitch. I have a problem with this, this apologist. Okay, Benneker, how, how do you say that name? Bruniker, I thought. Bruniker, Benneker, whatever the, the fuck occur, okay? <laughs> the, the, the thing that pissed me off about that whole thing is he dropped that ball. Should he have made that catch? Yes, that catch is on the money. That catch is nice. That catch, I mean, that, that, that ball is nice. Beautifully thrown ball. Point being in that. He is our third string tight end. Okay? We're on a third string tight end on him. And third string tight end. I, I don't know what else to say. Where has Trey Burton been that we're wasting all this money? Curtis asked last week, is Adam Shaheen even or Adam Shaheen? I don't even know his first name. Is Shaheen even on the team anymore? I am getting so frustrated. 
That was one drop ball. Should he have got it? Should it have been a touchdown? Yes, it should have. That doesn't matter. That's one drop ball, but we continue to get on other players other than Mitchell. I'm oversensitive Trubisky. And yes, I think he's oversensitive, and I think it's a problem. Agreed. And on top of that, there were several times in the game that once again, he is not checking his reads. He's going to the first guy he sees. And what year are we in? Talk about the Miller. What about Miller? What what was that? That that whole drive, he was yes, it worked good. And yes, he was hitting people, and yet all of that good stuff. But the thing is, he's hitting Miller after play after play. You know why? Because Miller's getting open, and it's just what you said. It's one read. Yeah. It's one read, and it's Miller, 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 Robinson, Robinson, Robinson. And look, I just crack up because we missed that play with Allen Robinson that went 60-some yards because of illegal hands to the face. Guess what, guys? It was illegal hands to the face. They called the wrong number at first. They said it was Leno. It was actually white hair. Okay. It was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plain and simple. He hit him in the face mask too. Listen, sometimes you get bad calls. But it shouldn't identi- it shouldn't come down to one play defining us against the worst pass defense in the NFL. It should not come down to oh, there was it that that was it. There was so much time left on the clock. It felt like everyone goes, "Oh, that's all that's that's Mitch's one good pass, darn." Yeah. Darn, know, that's Mitch's one good thing. I know. Well, I thought we had I thought we had hope because when you go into a game in which the 33rd best quarterback in the league is playing the 30th defense in the league, you think you got a chance, right? You think you got a chance. I didn't, you did. You were way more optimistic than me. I thought we lost. I thought we would lose. Yeah. And and, and you know, um, I thought for a while it was going to hit the 14 points that I predicted, but it, it just it just really didn't. And I'm glad we got the win, but it was an ugly win. How would you grade Trubisky if you're giving it a 1 out of 10? What are you giving it? Or I like 1 out of 10. I don't like yeah. to do the grading scale like yeah. A to F. That doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I, I would give him a 4. I would too. I mean, it, you know what? I don't want to be generic like you. Like, well, not generic, but I don't want to copy you, so I'll go four two, four point two. Okay, all right. I I don't I don't understand why everyone is all about this. Like, guys, listen, we we still have to go to Green Bay. Dallas is. We still got to go to Dallas. Yeah, we're going to Dallas, aren't we? Or no, are they no, coming? I to think us? Dallas is coming to us, if I recall. Doesn't matter. We Doesn't play matter. Dallas. I mean, we've got Dallas, we've got Green Bay, we've got Minnesota yet. Okay. Um, and I just, this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot right now. <laughs> it's almost the start of a rap song. This is why I'm, this is why I'm, this is why I'm hot. <laughs> um, the comments that Mitchell Trubisky said, I want to read the exact quote. And I want your reaction, and then you'll get mine. Quote, enough is enough. It's the sloppiness, the mistakes, everything. It has to stop. We've gotten to, 
we've got to get better as much as an offense. We have too much talent and we're wasting it because we're hurting ourselves. So we've just got to do better. And if everyone does their job, I think we'll be just fine. And think that's what you see in the third quarter coming out. Okay, you know what? I that, really bobbled over those words. Yeah, you know should what? Should have had you read that. Yeah, well, it's all right. I, I'm like trying yeah. to read over the mic. That's no excuse. That was really bad. Hey, I got you it. You guys got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. So here's my take on it. That sounds like a soundtrack of a motivational tape that you, you want to go on the road You want to hear the best part is the media and everyone else is praising him now for his leadership. Dude, what the hell, man? We're in well, week 12. Okay. Week 12, we, you just beat the shit, one of the shittiest teams in the NFL. You just beat one of the shittiest teams in the NFL. And you now are going to be like, hey, I'm big dog on campus. Dude, two offensive touchdowns. That, that's good. He said, oh, well, you, you saw a bit of it in the third. You saw what we could be in the third quarter. I didn't see anything. So good leaders lead with action. And that means action on the field. Bad leaders talk about action a lot, but don't produce it. When, and we'll get to Matt Nagy, because uh, I'm serious. We, we're we're going to go over some things that happened in that game. Uh, we're going to end with Trubisky here real soon. Does that not piss you off? Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, it to me, like I said, it just sounds like a broken motivational soundtrack but that, you, that he's putting out there. And it just, it's the same every week. Well, sorry. I have a, I have a little different spin on what I thought when I first heard it. Oh, so I had one good game where my plays got called back and now I want to blame my teammates. That sounds like he's blaming the teammates. We're sloppy, we're this, we're that. Because you had one good game, dude. You've been sloppy. You've been shit. No one's called you out on it. Now you're a leader because you beat one of the worst teams in the league by scoring two touchdowns because your defense carries your sorry ass all the time? Hey, according to Nagy, he's getting better every week. I know you always like to deflect and joke about stuff like this, and I understand, and it brings some humility to the podcast, but I'm pissed, man. What gives you the goddamn right? That's how I took it. I took it as him throwing his team under the bus without throwing his team under the bus. It's like a politician just speaking in circles. He's never said anything like that. Anything. In years. And then he chooses week 12 to come out and say this? Why hasn't he pointed to himself? I have seen... Yeah, I know you have. You've been around a lot longer than me. Just, obviously, you're my father. And it'd be weird if you weren't. Um... See, now I'm doing it. Now I'm trying to break it up. I, it was good. I didn't mean to call you out on it. I just, I get, I, got I it. just I get got hot. It. I because, got it. Because haven't you seen good quarterbacks like over the years go, that was on me. Yeah. I messed up. Yeah. But he, the reason I call him oversensitive is because he doesn't want to take any accountability. He wants TVs turned off around the facility. And then all of a sudden this dude comes out and has, he did not have a good game. He had two touchdowns, one rushing, one throwing, two interceptions, and he didn't even go over 300 yards. And you, you're playing the worst defense. Dude, you average 172 yards a game. You're the worst in the NFL. 
oh, we need to clean up our act. You, sir, need to clean up your act. I think I think you said it all right there. Nag- Nagy and Trubisky both have to have to both be speaking in the first person. Okay, thank what? you. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just they that rang home, so I just yelled, "Yeah!" I mean, Jesus. Let's get to Nagy. What kind of coaching was that? And what I mean was the two point biggest debacle shit show. I have ever seen in a game. That's coaching, man. And if you haven't watched uh, any of the tape or didn't see the game, the two-point conversion, we went to run a two-point conversion. They called Allen Robinson on a pick play. Okay? I get that. That happens. That's fine. Okay? Personally, don't think it was a pick play. Think it should have stood. It was a soft call. Should have stood. Then we come running out on the field. Okay. And our guy, just this random dude, runs on the field to line up. (laughs) To line up on the line. Like just runs out and lines up on the line. Yeah. And. Yeah, and we we get a penalty. We have too many people on the field. And then we go back again. Then Eddie misses the field goal. What was that? Sloppy. 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 Okay, so what I'm trying to say in is all this, is this all comes down to coaching, in my opinion, because I have a question for you. We only moved back that far, and he missed a 48-yard extra point. But if we go for two, we still move closer. We don't go nearly as far back. So the ball's put on the two. We move back 10 yards. Wouldn't you rather have an opportunity at two than having your kicker, who's been already having problems, try to kick a 48-yard extra point? Yeah, I was really hoping that we were going to go for two. Yeah. And it just... Here's the thing... The the I think the f- most frustrating thing for me is this team is not taking chances because sometimes the coaching is conservative, and it's getting conservative I think because in reality Nagy doesn't trust trust Trubisky not only, and he doesn't trust some of the offense. Not only was it conservative, it's sloppy. How the hell do you not know who's on the field? That's a coaching. That's a coaching mess up. <laughs> How do you just run on the field? Like, you know if you're on special teams or not. If a guy is hurt, you're told you get the nod. What the hell was that? Well, that's something you kind of see in preseason games, right? Exactly. But we saw it again last week, did we not? We did. Last week when Haha Clinton Dinsk is yelling on the field, yell, I don't know what's going on, coach. The punting team's out, and they're just like, do you want me to go back? Do you want me to play my position? Again, we're talking about coaching. Well, you know, they often say in coaching, it's the little things that kill you. And it's, it is the little things that, that kill you. It's, it's people getting lined up in the right position. It's people being out on the field when they should be in the field. It's people knowing what shifts they're supposed to make and what movement they're supposed to make on any given play. And you can tell that the team just doesn't quite have their head in the game, literally. But then... 
to play devil's advocate, then we come out with these amazing pump plays. And they probably saved the game. Cordell, Cord, Cordell Patterson played out of his mind. Yeah. His special teams was phenomenal, but it, that is set up from the coaching aspect. When we had the offense on and then we threw out the punt team and we kicked the ball, it was phenomenal. And he got him. He was he was a gunner, so he's one-on-one with a DB who's not like used to playing that position. So when that happened, he got to run down the field and get a free sprint and cover the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great play. And and I would agree that that is very, very good coaching. I, I have seen us go so back and forth on some coaching issues. There are times that I'm just scratching my head and going, what are we even thinking? And then there are other times I'm like, are are they saving these timeouts? Like, do they think that we get to carry some over from game to game? I'm, I'm not quite sure. So anyway, I see, I wonder, I wonder if this, these are really signals that Nagy is starting to lose the locker room. Like we've talked about. Okay. Let's talk into other stuff. This stuff I'm afraid of. Stuff that I we have foreseen on this podcast. Stuff that I'm terrified of. Here's a thought. You ready for this? I'm Nag- ready. Nagy Green Bay Packers, next head coach. It all makes sense. And I know, I know what you're thinking, right? I know what you're thinking. You're looking at me and you're thinking, that doesn't make sense. Did you see how many times Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers have been getting into it on the sidelines? Rodgers doesn't like it. Rodgers doesn't like the system. Rodgers has had enough. Rodgers is pissed about the organization. They just trade Jordy Nelson. They don't tell him. He's still mad about that. He's mad about things. And the reason I'm saying Matt Nagy might go to Green Bay is because I think our offense would cater to Aaron Rodgers. I think he would dominate in that. I think you would see a way more different side of Nagy. Another reason I say that, well, who, what, are we going to fire Nagy? Yes, yes, we are. Mark my words, by the end of this season, either Coach Nagy or Ryan Pace will be gone, and if it's up to Ryan Pace, he will fire Nagy to save his job. That I agree with 110%. And if Lefle, if he does not do good with Green Bay this year, okay, if they go down, if they even go one and done in the playoffs, I think he's done. Really? I think he's done. I think you're seeing body language um, going to the West Coast and getting blown out now three times or twice. You're going to have to go to the West Coast again to play a playoff game. Oh, most definitely now. But, you know, I guess the part of this that I have a hard time with is this is his first year, right? Okay. but And but when- and usually if you take your team to the playoffs – in the first year as a coach, you generally do not lose your coaching job, and they're sitting, what, at 8-3 and three now? Doesn't matter. Look at Mike McCarthy. Look how long Rodgers wanted him out. Rodgers' career is getting old. He's not going to wait around. It's Rodgers is not going to wait around and not going to sit there. Another hype, n- another thing I got for you, okay? What if, Rod, what if Nagy gets fired as a Bears head coach, takes an assistant job, and then a year later, LaFleur's gone and Matt Nagy steps in? 
Now, see, I could see that scenario being a little bit more likely than the first. I don't think I'm too far off with this. If you saw there was a shot in the game where Aaron Rodgers was on one side of the sideline by himself and LeFleur was all the way on the other side by himself. Wow. Now, see, I I didn't see that part of the game because they, I was in nap time. They got their asses whooped on a silver platter. Great to watch. Loved every... Made my Sunday feel even better. Getting a Bears win, watching the Packers get dominated. Loved it. <laughs> um, I just... Something's going to happen, and something's going to boil over because... I I don't the the coaching decisions that Nagy's doing is ridiculous and I want to talk about this. Um he's a poor head coach and I'll explain why here in a second. Um let's go through it. Uh Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, he pulls Mariota, okay? We don't take a shot to get Mariota. Okay? Jacksonville pulls Gardner Minshew. Nick Foles is doing shit. He's doing horrible, okay? Now, those are two bad examples of coaching. Maybe Jacksonville more than Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. Okay, let's turn the clock now. Look how quick other coaches are pulling the trigger. This weekend, Derek Carr got benched. Derek Carr got benched. Mike Glennon came in and fumbled the ball twice on two different series. Okay? (laughs) On top of that, let's go to Pittsburgh, who I don't even know how Mike Tomlin's still winning, but Mason Rudolph pulled. People are not putting up with this, but for some reason, the Bears are. For some reason, we're putting up with mediocrity. Why? Well, I think part of it, Ty, is we have been decades in a mediocre kind of quarterback regime. We don't even know what it's like to have a true franchise quarterback. And Cutler, you weren't it, buddy. Yeah, but Jimmy Johnson's on the broadcast saying he shouldn't even be playing. Saying Trubisky shouldn't even be playing. Mike Tomlin is in a playoff race. Right now they are the sixth seed in the wild card, and the only reason they won is because he pulled Mason Rudolph, his starting quarterback, until up from like week two. Derek Carr hit the bench. Okay? Gruden didn't play around. Gruden, you know what I like about Gruden? He said, that was horrible. That's why he got pulled. That was horrible. That's not throwing anyone under the bus. That's not bullshitting fans. That's what that is. What we are doing in Chicago right now is atrocious. And I'm getting more and more fed up. I know we got this win. Trubisky played like shit. He played like shit the first half. He finished okay in the second half. But you're, you're seeing a quarterback who can't throw the ball. And is struggling now running the ball. So what do we have other than a hunky-clunky tight end at quarterback? Yeah. No, I, I, I think your points are well taken. I, you know, if you, if, as I sit here, I'm thinking about, well, you know, instead of all this encouragement with Trubisky, maybe the thing that Nagy should have been doing all the time is a swift kick in the butt. Okay, but that's what I was going to say. With that, sensitivity. Boom. Boom. 
He's sensitive. He cries. I know he does. I don't know if he cries. I'm my opinion. He cries. What else is it? Can you play? Yeah, I, I I can't put my finger on it. I I do know. I mean, I mean, your comment about how sensitive he is makes a lot of sense. But other coaches around the league are pulling their starters who are in playoff contention, who have not been doing as bad as Trubisky. This is mind-boggling right now. Is this coming from the top? I think it must be. Because if it wasn't, you would think that independently he would get yanked. But if you think your job and the GM's job is tied to the quarterback, maybe you don't really do that because by pulling him, you see yourself pulling your own job. Yeah, but he doesn't make those decisions at the end of the day. It's either that or Nagy's too much of an idiot to realize what he's doing. Because if Nagy says, oh, the top told me I better do it. Well, that doesn't matter. Then the top's going to fire you. So I don't think Nagy's stupid, but I do think he, he uh, he's might be borderline. Lo- I do think he might be loyal to a fault with Trubisky. Oh, there, I don't I'm not, disagree. Idiot is what I would say. How does he get that upset, too, over certain stuff? How does he get that upset? Like, that's what I don't understand. He keeps yelling, look at the screen, look at the screen. Dude, you've been calling bad stuff all game, man. We're seeing worse and worse on Nagy. We've already said we know what Trubisky is, but yet we continue to, to, to let them bullshit us. We played the New York Giants, who have Dave... Football Gettleman in charge, okay, who went out and got Danny Dimes, who everyone was excited about, who all the analysts go, when he got drafted, oh my gosh, what the heck are they doing, blah, 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 and then now he had one comeback game against the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and everyone's like, oh, then they start apologizing week one, Okay. What the hell is going on in our organization? Either no one cares about the Bears, which I kind of think is decent with Coast West Coast bias. I do think that's a thing. I do think that exists. I don't know why, because we're, you know, Chicago is a huge market. I'm fed up. I'm tired of it. And that's why we have this podcast, is because there is no way I'm the only one seeing this. From 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 Ryan Pace down to Matt Nagy right now, it, it, what what are you doing? Obviously, you don't have a quarterback, and obviously, too, it's not time to celebrate. Like, I get club dub. I get that they have it. I get that that's a thing, and I totally, I'm fine with that. It kind of irritates me to see him celebrating after only beating the Giants, but a win's a win, and I understand having that positivity and that upbeat. You know, I understand that. What I don't understand is how you can see a win, but you can't see a loss. You can see a win, but you can't see that your quarterback is struggling and we're week 12. And I'm so, so, so sick of Nagy going, I don't know what our identity is. We're still searching for it. You don't have an identity. Time to wake up. Time to smell the roses. There is no identity. You can't be in week 12. We're over halfway through the season. Okay? We literally, literally now. Only have what? Well, two-thirds of the way through the season. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. How many games do we have left? We're gonna um, go we're going into week thirteen. So there's, uh, there's four six. games left. There's seventeen weeks, right? right? So four games left. Right. Still searching for that identity, pal. Yeah. That 
doesn't make a lot of sense. No, not at all. Um, I I don't know. Let's you want to move on to the uh, the Cowboys or the Cowboys? Jeez, I'm already two weeks ahead. You uh, to the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Sure, sure. Uh, let's let's kind of review that noon a bit. noon Eastern kickoff there. Yeah. Last year, uh, I think we had Chase playing in this game, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. playing again. <laughs> I'm serious. I've, I've I've ran it enough. Well, I want to hear your takeaways. Uh it it should be a team that we run the ball on, uh, but we didn't run the ball so successfully on them last time. We but we can't run the ball. Yeah, that's that's part of my frustration. I mean, but but who's know, I, that on? That's to me. That is so telling that the quarterback can't pass. I told you this last time. Remember what you told me last time we played Detroit? You said, oh, we should be able to run on these guys. And I said, I disagree. Because everyone is playing Trubisky the same. Two players this year on Green Bay and Washington came out on the Redskins, came out and said, if we make Mitch stay in the pocket, he can't beat us. That's what we're seeing teams do. The, it doesn't matter how bad you are against the run, Dad, if you just load in the box. Yeah. We're well, seeing eight, it, nine-man fronts. It's it's so frustrating, though. I mean, you know, Detroit's a team that is the third worst against the run, and you would think we could do it. But I guess if they choose to just load the box and say, Mitch, beat us with your arm, um, I think I think we're in trouble because I don't think Mitch can really beat anyone with his arm. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on this. And only and only in this aspect. Mitchell's, Mitch's accuracy between 10 yards and less is amazing. We need to come out and dink and dunk the hell out of him, and then we can open up the run. I'm serious. We need to dink and dunk more and then open up the run. No, I could see that happening. I, I, well, I, you could see it if, it if it were to happen. Can you see us actually doing it? Yeah, yeah, I could. I could. I can't. I'm going to be honest. I can't. Um, like what Curtis said, he was seeing the plays. He, he, you're seeing the plays from home. It's, 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 it, we run with like a two tight end formation or we put a tight end in. We don't ever run with splitting out four wide receivers. Uh, we had one play last week against the Giants where we actually had uh, Montgomery in the back. With Cohen in the slot, Cohen makes a good play, and then we never see that again. Yeah, it's right now. It's a combination of poor coaching with poor quarterback play, and I, I, I don't know. As bad as the Lions are, this is a division game, and the Lions really get up for Thanksgiving. Yes, they do. They, it's, it's uh, that's their year. This is their Super Bowl. Yeah, this is their prime time. Like, you do not want to play Dallas, and you do not want to play Detroit on Thanksgiving. Especially, I'd actually rather play Dallas, because Dallas is not a division rival. It's scary to play a division rival. It's even scary to play them on a short week when they're a bad team. I think that actually plays more into their hand. And what's even worse is, you know, they pretty much have a backup quarterback that they're playing with. So do we. (laughs) Soon to be. Mitchell Trubisky, soon to be. Some NFL's backup quarterback. Uh, I guess there's a lot of truth to that. But Driscoll's not... You see him make throws that Trubisky doesn't make. So what what are you predicting the score of this one? I don't know. Right now, the line is the Bears are favored by one. I don't know. I think we lose. 
Um, and if we don't lose, I think we win. Uh, see, this is, I, I, I'm not going to call the game because I don't know. But I'll, I will say this. If we win, it's because of defense and defense alone. I think we get a defensive uh, touchdown or something of that sort. What do you think? Um, I think it's going to be a game that's won by a field goal. And I'm not No, so- geez, no. Don't say that. Eddie has been struck. We got high on Eddie, and it was... We jumped the gun, didn't we, on that one? Yeah, we did. So, I don't know. I just just have a a feeling. I can't tell you why, but I I think it's going to be a very close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side, and I think it really could come down to a field goal. I really do. All right. So, one of the things about this game that I look forward to pretty much every year, and, and that is... Who gets awarded the drumstick? I don't care. Oh, come on. You care. You got to care about the drumstick. I only care about the drumstick if we beat them 35 to 10. <laughs> oh. Hell, if we beat them 21 to 3, I would take that. I mean, dude, we're struggling to get three offensive touchdowns. We're struggling to get first downs, consecutive <laughs> you first know what? downs. Again, I jumped the gun. I apologize. <laughs> I went straight to touchdowns, but you're absolutely right. Very just struggling on just first downs in general. That's my fault. I will take that. I, I believe, Tyler, we have the worst third down conversion rate in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's the really worst bad. What do you third think? down conversion you didn't give a rate. prediction. Um I think unfortunately You said a field goal, but not yep. to who? Yep. I think unfortunately the Detroit wins. On a last-minute field goal, thirteen to ten. I think so too. I think Detroit wins. I think a short week doesn't help anyone. I think. Uh, oh, oh, you know what? Let's play a fun game. Let's play. Okay. A game. Let's play. What excuse does Mac Nagy make in the press conference? Let's see if we can get this before. Oh, I, I've got it. It's it's an easy one. Okay, but give the speech. Oh, okay. This is going to be All a right. great way to close it. All right. Give the speech as if you were him. And, and wait, hold on. Let me set it up. I'll set it up, and then you just go into it, okay? All right. You're coming off a loss. Uh, offense was shit like always. <laughs> Obviously, the reporter's not going to say that. Offense was bad like always. Um, you struggled continually for, for through the first. Uh, you found a little momentum in the second half, and but you still ended up losing the game. Okay, I got the scenario. You ready? No, you're supposed to just go into being Matt Nagy, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. That was like me that, trying to set you all right, up. All right. So... What uh, what happened out there today is, uh, you see, we were coming off of a very short week. Um, the guys played their hearts out. They really did. And I can see improvement completely, you know, on the offense and the defense. I can see it. And I think that with more effort, more concentration, the ability for us to gel as a team that you know we're going to we're going to pull this together. This win does this loss, excuse me, does not define who we are as a team. A follow-up question for you Matt. Uh do you still stick by your quarterback Mitchell Trubisky? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you got to you got to stick by him. He uh he did some good things out there today. He threw the ball well on occasion. <laughs> you can't even. You you almost <laughs> lost the character. I there. almost you did. You couldn't even keep a straight uh, face. I, it was I, because I was thinking about the one occasion that probably occurred. It, um, but yeah, I I think he threw the ball well on on that. <laughs> 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 I 
I can't do it. I can't do it. it. Oh, gosh, I'm losing it. All right. I will end on that note. Um, We will be... Okay, listen. So we play on Thanksgiving Day. Holidays, man. Holidays, holidays, holidays. We will not have a podcast for you until Saturday. We're going to do one Saturday. Look for the times to be posted. We're live right now. But listen, with the scheduling, I'm trying to make up 32 day hours in three days. Life's getting real hectic right now during the holiday season. So what we're going to do is we're live now, but no one called in because we really posted it late. So if you're listening to this and it is not Saturday yet, what is I should probably put a date on that, shouldn't I? Because it could be any Saturday. So if it's not Saturday, <laughs> November 30th, 2019, so this this Saturday, November 30th, we're going to post times. We're going to be live. Uh, listen, we also understand if you can't call in, uh, spend time with the family. It's going to be a crazy time. Uh, crazy. It's going to be fun, too. I know the holidays, people are traveling and stuff. Might not be able to call in or anything like that. But, uh, you know, if you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. If you want to leave a message, listen. Also, um, guys, you don't even have to leave us a question. All questions are appreciated, no matter what they're about. Um, they could be about the podcast. It could be about us. If you wanted to know something, they could be about the Bears. They could be about the ninety-five, the 1995 Bears, the 1985 Bears, the, you know, whatever you want. Leave a message. You want to rant, and like I've been doing this podcast, and we'll play it. It doesn't matter how long. We'll start out every show with uh, your uh, your comments and your opinions, because yeah. it's all up to you guys, man. Like. Yeah. It, well, not all up to you guys, but, you know, this is a voice for you, too. So uh, that's all I got. We'll be here on Saturday to uh, what we'll do. What we're doing Saturday is uh, we're going to have uh, my buddy, Jeremy, who's a diehard Cowboys fan, going to call in and we'll wrap up that episode with we'll go over our next matchup next Thursday following the Thanksgiving Day game to see how we fare against the Cowboys uh, we'll actually, if we get enough callers in it, man, it'd be great to, uh, get your guys' thought on the Lions game. Hopefully we do get the win and, uh, we can go from there and wrap it up like that. But yeah, we will be doing that on Saturday. So that's going to be the next one. Sounds good. All right. Well, with that being said, remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.